get your favorite mustache, Yodo Taku, the manic mustache coming at you, pre-recorded and live, that's right, if you miss any part of this live show, that's right, we broadcast live Sunday through Thursday, 8.30pm till, well, whenever I run out of time, that's right, best way to catch us live is to download the Mixler app, that's right, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash half-baked treehouse, that's where you can find us on your desktop, but Mixler also has an app for your mobile phone, that is right, on the uh, Apple Play, uh, Apple App Store, or is it the i store? I don't know. Apple, Google, Android, uh, Linux. Uh, are there any other operating systems missing? Either way, download the Mixler app, turn notifications on, look for the Half-Baked Treehouse, follow us there, notifications on, share us with your friend. That That is where you will find us live Sunday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. till, like I said, whenever I run out of steam. The more I have to talk about, the longer I stay on the air. But if you don't have time to listen to us live on the late night type situation, that's right, because we're live 8.30 p.m. till whenever I run out of steam. That's right. 8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time is when we go live. But if you can't listen to us live, we are on all of your favorite podcast platforms, that is right, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever finer podcasts are found, that's where you'll find the Half-Baked Treehouse, hosted by yours truly, the Manic Mustache. So, with all of that being to said, tonight, I am joined by myself, that's right, I'm here by myself in the Half-Baked Treehouse, alone with my thoughts, so many of them, every time I have a thought and I'm like, wow, that hurt. And then I realize, holy crap, dogs and cats aren't living together. The, uh, the world isn't coming to... Well, here's the thing about the world coming to an end where they're like, dogs and cats living together, shit going sideways. I mean, yeah, this past weekend I did have a good time. Dogs and dogs were not getting along together. I can tell you that right now. It's always weird to me how... Um, well, let me put it this way. So uh, this weekend, went out with uh, the friends and uh, the girlfriend, uh, did some camping, brought along the uh, pooch, and um, holy crap, people don't know how to control their animals, I guess. It's funny to me because I always say, um, at least what I what I've seen in the world because most people tell you it's like oh out to, out in the world that's the best you're, you're getting the best of the people right you act your you you act your 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 what's the word here? I'm, I'm i'm losing the word but um i definitely realized this weekend that um in the woods is the worst these kids is gonna be or is the best sorry is the best out in public is the best that most kids and animals are going to be, I guess, maybe not animals, because I think animals, there's something else going on there. I think they're called, that's why they're called animals. But, um, sorry guys, I lost my glasses. I want to read this article. I've just been pontificating whenever, trying to see where I put my glasses down, but apparently I don't know where those are. With the wind and whatnot stirring up the treehouse tonight, uh, it's been difficult. But, um, yeah, camping. Dogs, children. Um, yeah, so the girl, uh, so my girlfriend told me, yeah, I want to bring. Well, actually, what she said was, can we bring the dog? And I was like, why not? This can't go wrong, right? 
Well, guess what? I was right. It didn't. Nothing went wrong, at least on my end. Uh, her dog very well. Just I don't know. I know that she did nothing. All right. I'm able to. Thank you, computer. Yeah, I know she didn't. She just recently got the dog, got the won the doggy lottery, and this dog is fucking chill. I'm talking a straight stone cold killer. He sat there all weekend. And I mean, he's got dogs acting a fool. He had a chihuahua. I'm talking teeth, teeth bared, snarling, angry. You know that chihuahua sound, right? Where they're like, they're trying to be tough and shit, but they know they ain't got a fucking thing. And, uh, and, and, and Zeus the Bruce, we're going to call him. We're going to call him Zeus the Bruce because he's, he's the king of kings, this dog, as of this weekend. He's, he's the king of kings. Because while this chihuahua, he just stood there. He didn't give him the belly. He didn't do nothing. He just stood like a straight thug. Finally, the chihuahua got tired and he walked away. Then here comes the chihuahua's big friend, right? Um, another one of our home, uh, one of the other families that we were uh, camping out with. Uh, this uh, here pit bull. So here's the problem. This pit bull um, had high cholesterol. Uh, heart condition. I mean, this bitch has seen some better days. Don't worry, I'm not being, um, I'm not being irreverent. She was, it was a female dog. Uh, a spade or neutered spade? Is that the right one? Yeah. So anyway, uh, this dog, fat, seen better days. Tried to get a little aggressive, and, and once again, the king of kings, Zeus the Bruce, uh, just stood there, moved a little bit. You know, I was like, oh, she's starting to come a little sideways. Squared off and just stood like a thug. And then there was the uh, the, the other dog. This one was a red, a blue nose. You don't see a lot, uh, uh, but the the little headed ones, right? And uh, this dog, I'll tell you what, was aggressive in all the wrong ways. I don't know, but just once again, Bruce just Zeus the Bruce just just stood there, man, king of kings, like a thug. Now, of course, my girlfriend told me that the dog, uh, the person she got the dog from, because they were looking to rehome him, I guess, which at first I was like, oh, man, that's a horrible idea. You know what that means? This dog's going to rip shit up. No, instead, he's a chill dog. Got nothing bad to say about him other than um, he made us look like heroes, right? You know when you, you know when you bring the new girlfriend over the over to hang out with the friends, as it were, the first time? And uh, just like all the recipe, everything was a recipe for all this shit to go sideways, right? Got the new girlfriend. She brought her dog along. I don't know what the fuck's about to happen right now. I've got to, I've, I've just set myself up personally for failure. And um, everyone loved the girlfriend. The dog was super fucking chill. Uh, you know, even with the kids. I mean, my godson came over. Uh, not my godson, sorry, my, my godson's brother. So compadre's youngest boy came up and just straight fucking hauled back and cold cocked my dog. Well, my girlfriend's dog. I guess it's my dog now. But just cold cocked this dog. And he just looked at him. And knocked over the kid. It's the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. Just hit got hit in the mouth. And and, and Zeus the dog just came over and just, just bumped him. Did a little fucking boom kick went down like a sack of fucking potatoes he looked around to see if anybody saw nobody did and he 
got up, dusted himself off, and walked the fuck off. That's what three-year-olds do. But I digress. Like I said, uh, that's what my life has been the last couple days. And um, I have to say, I enjoyed, like I said, I enjoyed the weekend. Good times. I was out in the woods, did some camping, froze my ass off. Uh, two nights in a row. Uh, the second night, though, luckily, I was able to have my girlfriend in the tent with me where she proceeded to um, burrow herself uh, between me and my armpit, basically. Uh, she said she had a good time, all things being considered. So I guess you call it a win, right? Because at least um, I think if she stuck around after that fucking weekend, I mean, worst case, I mean, that's, that's the worst night we've ever had together. So we're doing pretty good. I'm pretty happy about this. But I guess that comes back to um, maybe a lot of the questions that I've had. You know, as I've said before, uh, me and dating have been tough. And uh, I guess gender roles is the right word here. A lot of that's been tough. I know, um, and I only say that because one of the things that was discussed actually this weekend, and, and I thought it was something that was really important. Um, you know, the dating market out there, you know, uh, it's a lot harder and a lot easier all at the same time, right? Because it's a lot harder because uh, women have more options. And for that, it makes more makes it more difficult for men. Now, here's the reason, as they say, um, I think it's something like 20% of all men are getting, you know, 99.9% .9 of all the poonanny. If that's all true, then I'm doing pretty fucking good. And the 20% for once in my life, I'm actually doing pretty damn good. Kind of happy for my, I'm, I'm proud of myself, if you will. But, uh, yeah. And so we were talking about that and then we got into, it was funny, um, one of the uh, one of the wives that was there, and by wives I mean one of the women. Um, I'm friends with everybody, but uh, she had brought it up, and she's been uh, out of just not even the game, just out of life for like the last twenty eighteen years or whatever it is, because she was raising two boys. Um, and we were just talking about that because she was like, you know. It feels so good to be, to have raised these two boys and send them off to college and to be able to say, I'm done, knowing that I've raised them And it was it was crazy. I mean, she she basically said she was, that she had raised them to where she's still worried about them, but she's not worried. Is what I was able to. Like I said, we had a few cocktails, maybe uh, partaking in a little bit, uh, you know, some other stuff, uh, you know, lots of alcohol over the in the in the in the woods, as you know. And um, it made me think about all of that, right? Because here it is, this, I mean, this, this, this lady, she's a um, little bit older than I am, not much, but uh, had her kids young, very young, uh, 19. And 
back then, I mean, back then, even back then, like I said, 18, 20 years ago, however old or old this boy is, that was still kind of young. You know, it was. let's just go 20 years ago, right? That's 2000. 19-year-old having her first kid, that's kind of a big deal. But one of the things that I can say is that by her and her husband staying together, raising these two boys, and now that they are out on their own, they were able to say, hey, we've worked hard enough. We deserve to chill the fuck out, which is what they did. Here's what's crazy. You know how much cheaper it is to live when you got two less mouths to feed? But all of that is to say more on something a little bit more global, I guess, which is something that that really came, I guess, what came profoundly to me, um, basically just over this weekend. Because too many times, I, I guess, with me being kind of eyeballs deep in what I guess is for lack of a better term, the culture war, watching politics, watching culture devolve, evolve, progress, regress, whatever all of this is. And this new wave of feminism, or maybe what feminism always was, because as I understood it, feminism was like, women deserve all the the all the same opportunities as men. So in other words, to allow, give women the opportunities of choice. You know, the choice to go out and have a career. The choice to stay at home and raise a family. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's crazy to me because, I, like I said, I talked. I mean, I know one person is, but is, you know, what one one data point is 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 anecdotal. Many anecdotes is uh, is data. I don't remember what it is, but it seems to be a theme that I've noticed, at least in older women, that have had kids, raised them, and they've um, gone on. Thank you, computer. You think that's true? I think it is. Is that I've noticed that that the women. Who have, who have raised kids and seen them uh, uh, go on and become very, not even very productive, but just go on and be adults. So yes, be productive members of society, adults. And they have this kind of strange satisfaction about them. Like they actually stand a little bit taller. And it's not even like they here's the thing it's not even like look what i did look look at the look at the little person that i look at the adult that i created no they're like look what i did i fucking raised that kid i made that child who they are right now you know maybe it's a little bit of narcissism narcissism but it's satisfaction it's that purpose you know and for women it's the purpose of being able to shape that boy or girl and, and, and give them the emotional IQ necessary for them to succeed in the world as it is. I think, as I've always said before, men and women have two very distinct roles in 
in the world, specifically in child rearing. And I don't know why so this new wave of feminism is trying to push women into into the masculine. I mean, why aren't we trying to drag men into the feminine? I mean, they kind of are, you know. I remember growing up, it's like nothing sexier than a man that is in touch with his emotions. I'll tell you one thing I've learned uh, recently. And I mean, I've been in the dating scene for quite some time and I've seen kind of this, this strange shift, an ebb and a flow, right? Um, from, I mean, literally my generation, at least when I was coming up, was the tail end of like like the Chad supremacy, you know, the jocks, the cool kids. I was not one of those, but I was athletic and I was an athlete, so I was able to hold my own. So therefore, I wasn't really worried about none of it, I guess. So like I never had that. That wasn't my world of like being stuffed in lockers or running around with a Letterman jacket, right? I just kind of lived where I did. I was little, so yeah, I got picked on. But they only picked on me once. At least I tried to make sure that I did that. But I digress. But now, but I think that even is an example of saying that, hey, I knew my role in the world. I knew, I dealt with the world on reality. I dealt on, I dealt with the world I dealt with reality. Sorry, I dealt with reality on reality's terms. I was trying to search. It was like, no, world, no, no. You'd have to deal with reality on reality's terms. And the reality is, is that I feel like most women aren't as happy as maybe the ones that raised the family. I'll tell you this right now. The moms that are in the thick of this, they are very unhappy. Because how could you be happy when you got two when you got a toddler or two toddlers or a fucking seven year old or an eight year old and they're still acting a fool because they're just high fucking maintenance. That's what children are. Right? But then when I see someone who 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 is I guess the for lack of a better term, successfully gotten to the end of that tunnel made it to the corner office got that brass ring or whatever you know the 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 golden the golden pocket watch by successfully i mean to me that that that's something that i think every parent should strive for never mind just women women and the thing is that women have that superpower right the creators of life and now with everything going on it's being stripped away from women between saying that you know transgender women are women too no they're transgender women women are women women right female the xx chromosome right is it xx i hope it is the XX chromosome. This is... Your biology doesn't make you special. 
It's the things that your biology allow you to do that make you special. And the thing is, instead of celebrating women for who and what they are able, for who they are and what their, 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 their contribution to the world is, everyone's saying, hey, you deserve a career, as in raising a child, being at home, being involved in your child's life, having the ability, the, the financial stabi stability to, rate, to be at home and raise that child when so many other middle-class families aren't allowed, aren't, don't have the means to. I always said in, in, in my ideal scenario, my old lady would be making enough money to support my sorry ass so I could be a stay-at-home dad. But as I've gotten older, though, I still mean it. I, the manic mustache, would love to have me myself a sugar mama to take care of my sorry ass. You know, to to financially take care of me. So I could sit at home, watch my shows and watch my stories, eat bonbons and raise the babies. But there's a reason why the man hasn't historically done that. Why is that, do you think? Could it be because the mother provides nurture and stability and caring for that child maybe they have the emotional bandwidth elasticity to be able to deal with and maybe i don't know understand empathize with this infant small human if you will not an adult as i've always said children are just dumb adults but they're able to interact with them and understand I'll tell you what, my father raised this for the most part. Um, my mother worked. And I can say there was a difference in the way we were raised when my mother was working and when my, mother, and when my mother wasn't working. When my mother was not working, we were with our mother. And um, it was much uh, the the... Uh, hmm. Everything was much looser, right? But it was also very, um, <clears throat> you felt like you could be more emotionally open, I guess is the best way to put it. As juxtaposed to my father, who you felt when you were with him, you felt very secure. And these are things that I don't think a single person can provide to anybody. And if you think you, and if you think it can be, well, you're lying to yourself, right? Um, and I think that's the most important thing that we, in this new world order, keep on forgetting. Like we keep on pretending like there's not, there's there's a there there's no reason for this binary. You know, men and women have their specialties. And the more and more we try to pretend like they're not there, the harder and harder it is we're gonna that 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 these this next generation is gonna be able to gonna have to like deal with all the things that we fucked up for them, right? I mean, let's be totally honest here. We screwed it we're screwing it up. 
people who are not willing to stand up or speak out. I'm doing what I can here in the Half-Baked Treehouse to speak out and let everybody know, hey, you're not alone. Right? And not even to say, like, you're not alone in, like, a, a weird, culty type way. No, in that it's okay to want to raise babies. It's okay not to want to raise babies. But the more and more we try to ignore what our what our nature, I guess, tells us, what our gut, what our heart, what God, whatever you want to say, Men are the destroyers, women are the creators. They're the most they're the more fair and evolved sex. That's why God made him second. So he could fix all the things he got wrong the first time. But that's not a slight against the men or women. It's just what it is. Now we can go and dissect and interject and reason our ways around all kinds of stuff. But I think the best advice I had ever heard was don't believe in things you don't. Because you can talk, you can reason your way into anything. But if there's something you know to be factually true, or factually false. You need to understand that the facts are the facts. Now, new facts and new information and new evidence can come about. But if there's something you know to be, I guess, inherently true, and then you have to go and do backflips and tumbles and bend yourself in certain ways to have it bend to your new worldview or even your old worldview. Whichever worldview you have that requires you to make the most leaps of faith, then that's the one that's probably going to be maybe not the right path. Now, it's okay to take leaps of faith. It's I prefer to take steps of faith, honestly. Leaps of faith scare the shit out of me. Not big on leaping. Stepping, I'm in. You know, take the stairway to whatever, you know, new facts. Like I said, can we make that a thing? Steps of faith? Hashtag steps of faith. Why don't you tweet that at, why don't you tweet that at us? At Treehouse Duo on Twitter, right? Hashtag steps of faith. I like that one. But, um... That kind of gets us all into, I guess, I mean, gender roles, right? Maybe not gender roles, but I think this is the worst segue I've ever had, but definitely has more to do with relationships. And I said before here in the Half-Baked Treehouse, a relationship is between two individuals giving 100% and 100%. I can give 100% and remember that. So if... 
I'm giving a if we get together now and it's 50-50, that only adds up to 100%. I can give 100%, so why the fuck do I need you? And I think that's what the the, the modern relationship dynamic is, is. Maybe that's why it's falling apart. Because we keep on saying 50-50. And what we should be saying is 100-100. 200%. Two people giving 100%, that's 200%. But sometimes you can be in relationships that are that are tough, that are trying, and that's okay. And then sometimes you can just be in a straight fucked up relationship that you should not be in. And that happens sometimes too. And I think that's going to be part of the newest um, continued saga, if you will, because I just like talking about this instead of, I don't know, Ukraine, inflation, Joe Biden with his true nanana shabada pressure. And bad calf care, and uh, how Trump, all everyone at the Trump rally doesn't believe that Joe Biden is a legitimate president. He was duly elected. Sorry, guys, you lost. We can talk about that later if you want. But um, Will Smith. So for those of you who don't remember, Will Smith is the slap heard the world round, right? Slapped the shit out of uh, uh, Chris Rock at the Oscars. Um, told him to keep his wife's name out of his mouth. Even though more and more things keep on popping up between Will and Jada that makes it seem as though almost Will is in a... I mean, I think I've said it before. He's in an abusive relationship. The relationship that he is in with Jada Pinkett Smith, he's got a lot going on. And this comes from someone who is, who is broken. I think. Um, interviews before Will Smith has said how, you know, he didn't have, and, and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do a deep, I'm going to give you all a deep dive of why I think it's so hurtful to a lot of people to see Will Smith in this condition for lack of a better term, I guess. And this condition that Will is in has a lot more to do with, um, Hang on, let me let me back this up. Not the position that he is in, sorry. The position that we, as Will Smith fans, are in. As we've seen someone who, to a lot of us, at least in the um, late millennial and Gen X contingency, we grew up with Will Smith, the fresh prince of Bel Air, if you will. Whether it was because whether you identified with him, whether you just enjoyed the story, or even if it was like for me, where I was able to watch this and be like, wow, I'm glad that I have my father in my life because there were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of, even though it was funny, it was a comedy sitcom, right? There were a lot of situations where you realized, wow, this is happening. Because Will, until recently, has never really had a strong male role model. And at the time, I was not thinking that far ahead, right? I just, I'm looking back on it now. I've watched some older episodes, and then the famous one that he ke- that keeps on getting, um, uh, what's it, uh, uh, circulated uh, from the Fresh Prince is the one where uh, Will uh, 
the episode where Will tells Uncle Phil that he's not his father. And I don't know if you can hear this in my voice a little bit, but that one honestly still chokes me up to this day, even thinking about it. Um, hell, I might, after getting done here, I might even give my old man a kiss. Because um, it was something to say eh, eh, for those who had, um, and this is what's been told to me by a bunch of people that I grew up with, and even people I've talked to now as adults. It made them appreciate their fathers more when they saw that episode. And it made them also appreciate the men in their lives who were good, who were good examples. Now, these are just self-selecting few because these are the people who are successful because I try to uh, surround myself with only successful people. I'm kidding, guys. I've got a lot of failures in my fucking life. <laughs> I'm kidding too uh, A little bit Or am I But we watched Will Smith And we, we felt like we knew The Fresh Prince And when we see Will succeed We see the Fresh Prince succeed And then to see what's happening now With, with all of this How Jada's got his balls in advice how you're starting to learn that that Will's life was actually a lot closer to the Fresh Prince minus the rich uncle in Bel Air. You know, he grew up without a father. He grew up in a single family home. It was tough. And I think he's doing, and, and what it feels like to me is that he's doing everything he can to keep this relationship together I don't know if it's because if it fails he feels like a failure or if he really does think that all of the shortcomings of the relationship is his fault like I said man and woman have their roles they're not all the same roles okay I'm gonna say that right now all right controversial clutch your pearls boys and girls Men and women have roles. Without no roles, you get no tolls. Or tolls, I don't know. But I'm going to let this video play here. And this is uh, coming from uh, the New York Post. All right, so this is something that was resurfaced uh, a couple days ago because for those of you who don't know, Will Smith was like, you know, I'm here to protect my woman. And, and Will Smith and this whole thing has definitely split the internet, you know. Protect your woman. That's all Will was doing. And everyone's like, you shouldn't slap him, man, for calling his woman, you know, G.I. Jane. And then afterwards, Jada Pinkett was like, I don't need no man to protect me. I mean, what? But I think this is going to be a better illustration of what's going on. So I'm just going to hit play. I'm going to let you all hear this. Let's see what happens. You know Esther Perel is coming to the table. She's going to be at the red table. Would you say she has been instrumental in you and I redefining our relationship? All right. So those of you who don't know um, the red table uh, conversation, is that what it is? I'm trying to remember. Uh, so that's a big, so that's like her podcast, right? And uh, 
that's where she the red table talk and that's where she had revealed of course that they had that she had gotten into an entanglement if you were if you will and um but she's also talking about a uh the therapist that they had seen i guess and helped them as she said redefine the relationship hmm, really going good so far but right here in the video um will is uh not looking very happy. I would say don't just start filming me without asking me oh my goodness. if you could film Astaire, me. Come help us again, please. I'm still dealing with foolishness. Don't. No, nah, no, nah, she, yeah, because she don't just. Would you say that she helped us heal the hurts that we caused between one another? My social media presence is my bread and butter. Okay, so you can't just use me for social media and not, you know, don't just start rolling. I'm standing in my house. Don't just start rolling. Okay, so um, I think there's two things that are very important here and what's going on in this particular dynamic. And I think this is also a prime example of um, female privilege, right? Female privilege. And I know there's no such thing as female privilege, right? Because there's no way that anyone can have privilege other than male or white privilege. Those are the only two privileges one is allowed to have in this world, right? Um, but one of the things that we can all agree with here and what, what's going on here, and y'all can't see his face, but he's got this look of like, uh, um, he looks like the dude... Remember uh, The Pursuit of Happiness? Remember that movie? Yeah, he looked like that guy, but without, like, the the, the fro. And uh, he's he's about, like, you know, 60 pounds heavier in this particular video. But he's like, don't video me. Don't roll on me in my house, right? And I guess I'm lucky enough. I don't even want to say lucky enough because what the fuck am I? I'm just some dude with a microphone in his damn tree house hoping that someone's listening. But I'm not going to roll up to somebody and just start fucking videoing them, right? I mean, maybe that's just me. That's the way my mama raised me. Also, my mother hated being videoed or pictures. My mother hated any depictions of her. So, uh, yeah, that wasn't allowed. Maybe her mama didn't do that. But I can tell you this right now, me personally, um, that my girlfriend, wife, fiance, significant other partner doesn't have enough, um, didn't have enough, uh, uh, intellectual foresight or understanding to realize that I'm telling you, please stop videoing me. But of course, women don't have to deal with that. Women, for women, no doesn't mean no, right? In most of these situ, in any situation. But if Will would have been videoing Jada, and she would have been like, "Why are you videoing me? Please stop," and he just kept on rolling. And she was like, and done the same thing. They were like, how dare he? No means no. This is just a patriarchy. And um, he's dominated. This is why we have rape culture. Now, there's no such thing as rape culture. Nobody in the United States thinks that rape is okay. All right. 
At least nobody in polite society. There might be a couple fucking weirdos out there, all right? But I can tell you this right now, there's not a single person that I know, at least. I believe. Sorry. I don't think there's a single person who I would consider a friend would openly say that rape is okay. Let alone quietly harbor thoughts that rape is okay. But we got 10 seconds less on, left on this video. Let's finish rolling. Please watch a stare at the red table because she's helped us a lot. Can't you tell? Yes, we can really tell. So there you go. That's the uh, that's the video that uh, recently surfaced a couple of year, a couple days ago, as it were. And this was from like 2019. I always love it. Newly unearthed. Well, I mean, I guess if nobody was watching to begin with, the only time people watched this watched her goddamn uh, uh, red table top talk was when. She, they were talking about her cucking the shit out of uh, Will. And um, Will's a broken man. He's a broken man. He really is. I, I'm, I feel like, and this is just me, armchair psychologist. But um, he has all of the similar uh, uh, markers, if you will, of a homie that's pee-whipped, right? That's what we used to call him, right? Pussy whipped. Um, but not in the fun. No, 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 no. So here's the crazy thing about like males, men, dudes, right? Uh, you got him. You got that homie, right? And his old lady's just fucking on him, right? Don't leave the house. Where you going? You know they wouldn't. You know they were the last dude at the shop or the bar or whatever. Like, you're like, hey, man, you know, uh, I guess everybody's leaving. You Are, are you going to leave? I guess not. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of one of the things that's just, um. like I said, looking back on those friends. And I'm pretty sure you can look back now and uh, think about that one homie right uh, his old lady was a little bit harder than she should like just she's calling him where you at who you with type shit right i feel like this is like the rich people version of it or something i don't know the social media version i mean all of this stuff that's going on here and the only reason i bring it up to be totally honest here is I guess so you can see the signs of a toxic relationship and try to get yourself out of there. I mean, I'm only seeing but the tip of the iceberg of what's really going on here. Maybe Will's in the back motherfucking her, calling her a fucking dumb bitch, cunt, whatever, and just verbally ripping this hoe up and down. His words, not mine. His words in, a, in this particular hypothetical situation. You know, I don't see her running around with like some dark sunglasses or some shit. Or maybe he's just hitting her in the armpits. I don't know. And maybe she's using these these, these opportunities to snape at him. Maybe when the camera was off, he straight just punched her in the armpit, right? Just like, don't ever fucking do that again. I don't know. But the image that, that I'm seeing right now is... Uh, 
is not one of a healthy relationship. And I don't, I, I know that I can't be the only guy. And I'm not even saying this is some dude is like, oh, you just get, because you're a girl for all of a sudden, the motherfucker know about healthy ass relationships. No, no, no. I can tell you what's wrong with all of my other relationships. What's going on in my life right now is scaring the fuck out of me, if I could be totally honest with y'all. I'm seeing all the signs of a relationship going well, and it panics the fuck out of me, right? All the markers that I had where I was like, oh, this is not going to work out. Well, I'll count down the days till we break this off. So far, I haven't had any of those, and that scares the shit out of me. Because I've got no fucking exit plan. Will, on the other hand, he definitely ha he has an exit plan now. Willow and Jaden, they both off and grown up and shit. Now it's time to cut ties with your old, with, with this old fucking hag, right? But I feel like, uh, and he's said as much in, in many in, in, in other interviews that uh, he would rather die than get divorced. This motherfucker might end up committing suicide. And I I'm, I said it here first, right? He's in a very toxic relationship in a very toxic industry where he finally fucking peeled. Where, or maybe Will Smith has always been an asshole, right? Let's give him the asshole of the doubt. Maybe this whole time that we all thought Will Smith was the super cool, fun. He's even saying it, right? Social media is my bread and butter. So what does that mean? Does that mean that maybe Jada is cracking the mask of Will Smith, who we all thought was just this great, cool dude? Or did he let the mask slip when he fucking slapped Chris Rock? I don't know. All of this is kind of a weird character study and who knows what the fuck's going on, right? I mean, before, no, you couldn't find not one person except for maybe uh, uh, DJ Jazzy, Jazzy Jeff to say something bad about Will Smith, right? Him and Denzel were like the uh, the 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 Henry Winklers of fucking of the black act of the black acting community. Hell, all together, I dare you to find someone say something bad about Denzel Washington, son. And hell, before all this shit, before this kerfuffle with where, where Will Smith slapping the shit out of Chris Rock, I would have asked you to fucking tell find me somebody to say something bad about Will Smith. Hell, even before that, sorry. Before everyone found out that his old lady was banging his fuck her her son's best friend, right? Straight doing some weird fucking milf porn shit from Pornhub. I don't know, but I guess the greater moral of the story is: listen, boys and girls. If you find yourself in a relationship where you feel like you know what this person doesn't respect me, they're constantly berating me calling me names, second-guessing all the things that I do as a person, maybe it's time to cut bait and move on. Now, you're probably saying, hey, but Manny, I've sunk all this time into this relationship, and, and you know, I'm, I want to make it work. That's where you got to ask yourself, boys and girls, is this relationship going to work? Going down the current path you are right now, best case scenario, is this going to work? Because it's going to regress. Sure, you're going to put a Band-Aid on it. Hell, it might even heal. 
but you're still going to have the scars of whatever you're dealing with right now that's making you think that this relationship isn't going to work. Like I said, in the particular relationship I am in right now, I can't find any of those, and that scares me. I always liked having a little fucking ripcord every now and again, and I pulled the fuck out of those, right? This one, not so much. And that's what doesn't... It, it scares me because... Um, you all get to hear about my insecurities. It scares me because I just don't have any, I don't have anywhere to run. I don't have any reasons to get out. And I'm happy because I'm in a relationship. I'm scared because how am I going to fuck this one up, right? I always want them to be the fuck up. This one, hell, who knows? I might be the, I might fuck this one up, right? Um, but if you can see something like this in your own relationship, where you're asking your partner, please, you know, respect this boundary that I'm asking you to respect. And that's different, right? I'm going to say this right now. Boundaries, bubbles, things of that nature, safe spaces, if you will. Those are very important in a relationship. I'm going to say that right now. Okay. Why are they important? Manny, I'll tell you why. Because your household your home with your partner is supposed to be that place where you can let your hair down. You can you can let down all the walls. You can be the most you that you are. And what Jada did here for Will, in my opinion, has invaded that safe place. Now, maybe Will in real life, when he lets his hair down and that fucking front door closes, he's a tyrannical piece of shit. I don't know, but let's just say worst case scenario, right? Well, that's what he's allowed. He is allowed to be a piece of shit in the privacy of his own home. As long as it does not raise to the level of abuse, as far as I am concerned. But what I'm seeing here is somebody who has had their safe space invaded. And then his consent taken from him. And a man who is exacerbated. Those are very important things that we all need to understand. And we all need to have conversations about. And we all need to have conversations with ourselves about. If I can be totally honest. Because too often the consent of, of men is, never, is rarely taken into consideration. And I think that's something that's really important. I think that's something that uh, I hope maybe uh, Will will be able to uh, um, recover from. And even though I don't really think this is, that's maybe the best way to put it, recover. But yeah, I think he needs to rehab his image. I think he needs to definitely get some help, mental health, mental health help. You know, things like that, those are very important for him. Because otherwise, man, I'm just worried. I'll tell you who I'm not worried about anymore. That's uh, Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett, that's right, he's back in the news again. For those of you who don't know my hot tank on the Juicy Smollett controversy, but um, just know this. Uh, last, so you know what? Hell, why don't we just read this article? Because I think this is hilarious to me. 
This is from TMZ. Jesse Smollett drops a new song after jail release. Think I'm dumb enough to kill my reputation. This is from uh, April 8th. Uh, article by... God dang it. See, not real journalism. But hey, it's TMZ. I like the article. Here it is. Jesse Smollett might have... Uh, might have gone straight from J from his jail cell to the studio because he just dropped a new song where he directly addresses his court case. The former Empire star released a single Friday dubbed Thank You God, and some of the lyrics are very interesting considering his recent circumstances. All right, so those of you who don't know, he was uh, convicted on, uh, I think, five out of six counts. Uh, judge gave him five months, but because of... The appeals process, the judge said he could be released without bail, or maybe on bail. Either way, he's been released because basically by the time the appeal process is over, um, his sentence would be over. Now, here's the thing, boys and girls, and here's my hot take. He had already been, uh, he had already paid some fines. He had already gotten a slap on the wrist. I did not agree with the slap on the wrist, but he received his punishment the government should not be allowed to come back and have a second bite at that apple. All right. So what happened here, I think Jesse Smollett shouldn't have that second conviction overturned because he's already been tried. He was or He's already paid his penance, if you will. But let's go ahead and get back into this story here um, for a uh, release dubbed uh, Recent Circumstances. Uh, Jesse sings, some people chasing that clout most uh, just remember this. This ain't that situation. I think, uh, sorry, you think I'm stupid enough to kill my reputation. Oh, this ain't that situation. You think I'm stupid enough to kill my reputation. Uh, the song comes on the heels of Jesse's jail release pending his appeal. He's been out for about three weeks and seemingly put the song together in that time. Well, of course, I'd be remiss not to play the song for you. Let's check it out here. Uh, this is from... Uh... Ooh. Excuse me, guys. Ran out of coffee. So this is from uh, TMZ. Let's, uh, they've got a minute 39. So let's check it out. Check it out. It's like they help me. You're not solving a crime. Taking out the elements of race and trans and homophobia. So it just kind of jumps into it here. And I can't, the production, I want to be totally honest, is kind of garbage. But let's let's try it again. I'm sorry. So, uh, channel these thoughts. I'm, I'm just going to try to jump in. I mean, you know, let's just go ahead. Let it happen. They help me. You're not solving a crime. Taking out the elements of race and trans and homophobia. That's straight taking lives. But turn around and act like I'm the one that killed the strides. Maybe we stick together. Maybe we read more of these. Maybe we read more. I'm going to be totally honest. It sounds like a fucking free... Free instrumental from SoundCloud or some shit. I don't know. This is... Instead of saying it's above me now. Brother, you sure? I can't be mad. Take my ego out. Some people searching for fame, some people chasing that clout. Just remember this, this ain't that situation. 
You think I'm stupid enough to kill my reputation? So there you go. Um, it's like a weird, almost like a... Who was the one? I mean, it's kind of an R. Kelly thing. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm... I'm I don't know. It's not good. I can tell you that right the fuck now. I can tell you this is not good. Not good at all. Let's read more of this. Uh, the song comes on the heels that we were... Uh, Jesse also sings, It's like they're hell-bent on not solving the crime, taking out the elements of race and homophobia... Or, sorry, taking out the elements of race and trans and homophobia that's straight taking lives. But turn around and act like I'm the one killing the strides. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, he dedicated the song to, quote, the people who kept it real and who kept it true. And he says he's donating all the profits from the track to the Rainbow Bush Coalition. Secure the bag. Safely. And the Illinois Innocence Project. Oh, he thinks he's going to make money on this? All right, if you say so, Bubba. Uh, as you know, a jury found Jesse Smollett uh, guilty on five of six felony counts against him for lying to Chicago police about the uh, victim of about being the victim of a, ra a racist homophobic attack and the judge sentenced him to five months behind bars. But Jesse was released from jail uh, April 6th, or sorry, March 16th, when he tried to get his sentence for the hoax attack overturned. Jesse's music is the best way for him to channel his thoughts right now. And it's a pretty emotional song. No, kind of weird. Or whatever, I guess. I can't even finish listening to this. This is just not a good song, but why not? We got another minute. Let's just... You know what? I'm going to let this play. And uh, you know, I'm going to let this play us out of, into our break, if I may. Because uh, I need to warm up this coffee. I got a couple other things I just want to touch on today, I guess. Is there, you know, I'm going to look around here. Did I touch everything? You know, oh, no. One more thing. Because I think this works out perfectly. About redemption, I guess. Right? What is redemption? Jesse Smollett's doing all his best he can to not get canceled. But some people just are uncancelable. Can't cancelable? So, you know, redemption. Jesse, play us out here in the half-baked treehouse and let's try to um let's think about redemption right redemption is the word of the day can we say that okay i'm all right with that redemption let me try to find this thing oh no i lost it as i was trying to be all cool kid right we're like oh uh jesse play us out kid and then i hit it and then it buffers that's awesome. But yeah, uh, we're going to take a break here in the Half-Baked Treehouse. Jesse's going to play us out. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the Half-Baked Treehouse. Manic Mustache. Jesse. Hit it, boy. I mean, hit it, man. DJ, play that beat. No, we tried. <laughs> 